You're now listening to A Healthy Obsession. The weekly show is here with myself, Adam Thurwell, and Tom Hurdle. Let's get into the show. Well, we can start by talking about, you know, just how your life's going. That'll be a short podcast. (laughs) Are we we recording? Yeah, we're live. Great. Yeah, it's on. It's on. Perfect. Game on. Podcast on. Let's do it. Let's rock. Okay. Uh, My life is going well. Is it? I'm alive. I'm reasonably healthy. I think. Reasonably? Well, I'm like a little bit out of shape. Uh, I was going to say, is there cause for concern? No, I'm not like a... Are you, ma- are you making a podcast announcement? <laughs> not, I'm not dying or anything. No, I'm okay. Well, actually, maybe I am dying. So I'm, I'm closer to dying now than I was when we started the podcast. Well, te- yeah, technically you're always dying. Everyone's dying. Yeah. Unless you're, uh, you're probably like Elon Musk. I think he's probably going to live forever. He's probably got some like cryochemicals, like, you know, just flowing. Cryochemicals? Do you know what I mean? Want to go with his cryo company? If you got that much money, I'd be just investing into like what keeps me alive forever. Because your body, your body only, you only die because parts of your body start failing. Not working, yes. So if you can just scientifically figure out how to keep it working, you wouldn't die, would you? Oh, I'd be mad. How do you reverse the aging process? I don't know about the reversing of the aging process, but I can, what if you could, yeah, if you could just replace like your pump. Right. Like a car. Yeah. Like stick a new motor in your new heart. Like mm-hmm. it's got to be, there are ways that you can mechanically keep a heart going, right? Exactly. People are already doing it, and that every part of your body is now being able to replace. You can you replace every joint. Kidney transplant, liver transplant, lung transplant. Biggest one is, I guess, cancer is the hard one, but they probably do not have to deal with that. Yeah, I think so. Oh, conspiracy. We're back on the conspiracy train. Look, I'm not saying that like there's a solution and something's hiding it. I just mean yeah. it's way easier to treat it if you can get ahead of it, so that's just diagnostics improving. Right. Improve it so you go for like a little uh, oil change. No, I saw this really cool thing. I think I talked to you about it before. It's like, but it's kind of what you're describing. It, but it uh, analyzes your piss, right? It's called a smart toilet. And I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. A smart toilet, as opposed to like a stupid toilet. <laughs> well, quite stupid. You just get shit on all this. <laughs> no, but right. So, so these toilets, you piss in them, right? And it has a, you have an app on your phone. And it'll diagnose your piss and come back to you and say things like, you're at high risk for this, take more like vitamin D, or you need, you're low in iron, up your iron intake. Seriously, the real thing. I would just come back and say, lay off the gin. <laughs> you are 50% yeah, gin. This, yeah. How much yeah. gin do you drink? It's 10 in the morning, Tom. Imagine that after a night out. <laughs> might, might break. Yeah, no, Imagine no. that one. I've broken the toilet. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, it's fucked. The app just comes back to me and it's like, yeah, sorry, mate. You're 60% gin. You probably should go to the doctor. You should be dead. Yeah, you, you shouldn't be, <laughs> you, you shouldn't be here right now. You should be dead. So, yeah, I think some. I think all of that's coming. But the big question is, would you want to, like, reverse Would you want to live forever? I don't know. I, you know what? I, I'm not bothered about that. I, what I would... I would want to see what the future's like. I'm not bothered about living forever. Just really curious as yeah. to what the world will look like in 150 years. Probably not great, my opinion. Do you know, oh, you, oh, yeah. I, I think we've peaked. I think humanity's peaked. I think we're on our way down. I don't think we're going to have flying cars and all that nonsense because it doesn't work. I think None of that will happen. I think we're just going to be living digitally. That's, the, uh, that's a horrible world to live in, in my opinion. You've got no, the point of like life is like interacting with other people. Is it though? Yes. Well, but st- that'll still be an option. Look, look at how much depression and misery all of a sudden there is in the world. And I think so much of it is to do with technology. Yeah, but how many people are depressed because they're lonely or whatever, but then all of a sudden you live in a virtual world and you can have as many friends as you want. Oh, so I can go nip down to Best Buy and buy a friend. Yeah, you can be, you, oh, if, you, if you've not seen this, I'm going to send a link to you. It's called Replica and it's creepy. It's like uh, it's like an AI like mate. Really? Like a, honestly, Tom, it's scary. They have like a conversation with you, but the company's using it for like mental health. So if you needed to talk to somebody, the replica will talk to you with no judgment, right? Because it's a computer, but it's freakish. Yeah, but it's analyzing the shit out of you, mate. How like accurate? It's really, really. If you haven't checked it out, replica. Mate, that, that's replica why I think we're on decline because that stuff will be the end of us. Because that's just uh, this AI so. is gonna if it doesn't have the right controls. It's going to know what we're going to do before we do it. It'll take over. I still think... No contr- you can't control AI once it gets more intelligent than you. It's like a one-way ticket to uh, the film Wally. Oh, Wally. Yeah, 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 good film. Good film, but remember how it ends with like... Everyone, everyone. doesn't have bones. Yeah, <laughs> just a big blob. <laughs> yeah, they're jelly. That's kind of happened. Have you ever been to... Um, 
I can't remember the name of the place. I, I can't think. It's like not a cruise line. But anyway, like those things are just full of people that want to eat off the buffet the whole time. <laughs> and that's what I think of the Wally ship being oh, like. <laughs> well. So, yeah, that's good. So this is an interesting start to the show. Yeah. If you're here for football, I'm lucky for you because we're talking absolute shit about yeah, nonsense today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, life's good. Everything's... Uh, yeah, it's all right, mate. How about you? Feeling fresh. Yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice hike this morning. And yeah. The weather's beautiful. We're going to Honduras this week. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. I want a full review next... Well, I say next week. You'll be there next week. I'll be there next that's, week. I'm not looking forward to next week's podcast because we're, yeah. we're doing it over Zoom. Yeah. And I know you're going to have the camera on and you'll be on the fucking beach. Yeah. Up and I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna great. be, in, I'm gonna be in Wilson Palacios's lounge. <laughs> <laughs> is he, I wonder if he's living back in Honduras or is he still playing? Good question. We'll figure that out at half time. Someone call in, let us know. Call in, let us know. Where is Wilson Palacios? He's a good player. I love that call in. We're not doing it live. No, it's not a live show. <laughs> I wonder if we do a live show. You think that'd be good? I don't think anyone would call in. No, because it'd be weird, wouldn't it? When do you do it when everyone's about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into the live show yeah yeah and you'd get called out and all your bullshit as well yeah it'd be a nightmare <laughs> wrong wrong yeah, wrong wrong, wrong. Yeah. no I'm going to have to disagree with you you don't know anything about football and you'd be rethinking your entire career yep speaking of rethinking their entire career two men at the end of each each end of the spectrum one a champion manager on the rise David Moyes and another at the bottom end of the barrel, Jose Mourinho, who won't be able to get a job at Sheffield United when he's finished with Tottenham. You really want to start there? Yeah, it's the only place to start. For fuck's sake. Tom, what is happening? Spurs are in free fall. They're not even in free fall. They're just basementing out, mate. They're not good. I just... Mourinho's interview after the game was... He made a comment. He said, Tottenham have problems that I cannot resolve myself. And I'm like, well, that's... F- but, but he then followed that up by saying, but we're not in crisis. Wait a minute. There's a problem that you can't solve. That sounds like a bit of a crisis to me. Big um, time. I, I don't know. He's, he's, I'm, I'm still not anti-Mourinho yet. I'm not against him yet. I think Spurs have been in a bit of a decline for a couple of years because we didn't invest in the squad. Uh, I think 18, 19, we didn't buy anyone. Was that the, we, we, had, we had almost a two-year period where we did buy the final year? The, yeah, the, begin, the season before that. Okay. We, we, we didn't buy anyone. We didn't refresh the squad. But you got to the Champions League final. We did. But, but even then, that run, I mean, it was... That, that's, that calendar year in the Premier League, we would have finished in the bottom three. Um, in the, that's why Pochettino got fired, because right. our league form was so bad. You know, the Champions League, we scraped through by the barrel of our teeth, if we're honest. It was a great run. Right. But C- City outplayed us at City. Oh, and, and we got <laughs> C- City should have beaten us in the last minute. They got get offside mm. at VAR, and then... Ajax, we had a wonderful second half, yeah. you know, Scraped over there. Did we, the final, we were atrocious. So it, it's a squad that has been, a lot of cracks were papered over in that season, in that Champions League run. And I think it's, it's not been refreshed. And we're seeing now the results of that. And it's, it's, it's really, really tough. And I think that's what Romino's kind of alluding to, mm. that he can't just magically turn things around. And he obviously wants money to spend. That's what he does. I don't think he's going to get it and I don't think it's going to be pretty. It's hard if you're the chairman, right? Because what do you do? Do you give him, go and give him a hundred million to spend and then you have to sack him in two months anyway? Is the manager the problem or is the squad the problem? I, so so I was, there's been some interesting debate amongst Spurs fans um, that it's really a, a club issue with, with the recruitment policy. Now we've had some good signings, right? But, but I think, so, so here was the argument is you look at Liverpool and even though they're obviously in a bit of a slide right now, but when they have different players coming in and out of the squad, their style of play always remains. They've bought players that fit what they're trying to do on the pitch, right? Um, you look at City, he brings in players that fit what they're doing. Mm. Um, and, and I don't think Spurs have an identity where we're bringing players that fit a mould. Um, and that, that's the problem. We're just trying to buy players and it's, okay, he's a good player, make it work. From what, from what I saw, Tom, it, it looks like a bit of a leaderless team. Where you've got Lloris, who's a World Cup winner, and I think he's the captain he's, of France. Yeah, or, and he's, he's, he's captain, I suppose, or Kane's yeah. captain. No, Lloris is captain. But I'm watching there, that first goal they conceded, and it's like no one really taking responsibility. Everyone's sort of looking around and not really taking leadership. Defensively, we're piss poor. Yeah. And, and we don't have leaders. I mean, that, that goal, um, no one put any pressure on the cross. Nobody got out to him to stop it. Um, frustrating to see. Lloris is not... I actually had a debate, not a debate, I was uh, chatting with my coaches or our coaches at the junior college this week and we were talking about captains and, you know, we're sort of describing what we all think a captain should be. 
But I, I think the role of a captain because of the, is different these days. I think it's, it's changed a lot from the days where it was rah-rah, he's the big motivating guy who's going to get stuck is in a tackle and grab someone. These days? Again? Is it less important? So it's funny, I, I sort of said that. I, I, I don't really think a captain does what a captain used to do, mm. which was really almost like an assistant manager. He, he was the, right. the, the shadow, on the pitch. almost like a shadow manager, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to reinforce what you're doing here. Mm. I, I don't think that's the way it works anymore. I don't, I don't think the modern day captain really is that influential, to have, be honest Have you listened to like uh, some different players and managers talk um, from the continent, like European leagues, mm -hmm. Italy, France, Germany, there's so much less emphasis put on who's the captain. Yeah. In Italy, it's just who's the oldest guy in the team. Right. Literally, like who is yeah. the most senior player? You're the captain. Yeah. England, in the English league, it's very emphasized, like who's the captain of the club because of the nostalgia, I think, of like the responsibility yeah. of the player, right? I, I just, I, so we, we had that discussion and my, my point was, you know, all the things we're talking about, I don't think really exist, especially in, in our, our youth players coming up. Mm. They, they don't have those same attributes. Yeah. So it's different. Um, so we're definitely a team that lacks some leadership for sure at the moment. So it's, it's, he's got to turn it around to Jose Mourinho. Uh, you know, in, and the thing that's going to be, as long as we're still in the Europa League, as long as we've still got this, this Carabao Cup final, Mourinho ain't gone anywhere. And, and rightfully so, in my opinion, because league, we won't get back into the Champions League, no doubt about it. But I think, I think we will get back on track. I don't think we're completely burnt down yet. We've got too much quality in the squad. Well, positive. Uh, Gareth Bale looked decent, set up a goal, got the assist yeah, for Morris header. And yeah, he, he looked sharp. He scored midweek in the Europa League yeah, as well. Sharpening up a bit. Um, I'd like to see us just have a run with him in the team. Just play him. Just play him. At this point. Let him keep going. Right. We're, we're not, you know, and he hit the crossbar, um, which would have made equalised in the game. We beat the post in the last minute as well. Spurs did have chances in the we, game. We, we were better in the of, second A couple half. of good saves as yeah. well. But West Ham deserve credit. I think everyone will have left this game talking about Spurs because yes. it's Mourinho's Spurs. the headline yeah. and it's they're, they're a bigger team. But West Ham playing really well. Lingard apparently looks like a masterstroke from Moyes because he's hit the ground running three and three. Three and three. That's would you have thought that as a United fan, would you have seen that coming? No, not a chance. I, I honestly thought he would have gone the way of uh, just kind of drifting off into like West Ham's substitute bends and coming in every now and again. Yeah. But I thought that was it for him. There's an environment for every player. You, you get a bit of confidence, you get a run in a team, you got you haven't got the pressure of maybe Man United yeah. and it's a bit of refreshing kind of... Smart season. smart from Moyes. He, he knows Lingard. Yeah, yeah. Right? he's, he's, he's going, Yeah, so it's smart. Good, good for him. Nice finish too. Yeah. Really nice left-footed strike and he was just close to being offside. It was very, very They talked close. about it for bloody 20 minutes. Yeah, like and, and for, me, for me, I was like, there's nothing wrong with this. No. Even when I saw it, I wasn't like, oh, there's an issue. Yeah. Stupid. Anyway. So, so uh, stupid uh, quote of the day was from Lucas Moura postgame where he said, quite idiotically, we lost because of mistakes. <laughs> Which is kind of how football works. Yeah. Well, Everything football, in football, football's a game of mistakes. If everyone <laughs> played the game perfectly, nothing would happen. Yep. So yeah. that was interesting. Stupid. All right, Liverpool, Everton, more misery. Yeah, it's really funny you said that. I don't know if that's like a, I don't want to be too tight because it's a language barrier thing or it's just a really like obvious thing to say. Well, yeah. Like, what are you talking about, mate? Anyway, <laughs> Liverpool lost again at home, fourth in a row at home. Anfield used to be a fortress. The big thing on Twitter was apparently Liverpool would never lose any game ever at Anfield if the fans were in the ground. It's just what everybody oh, said. shut up. It's what everybody shut was saying up. on Twitter. Because there's, well, what happened for the whole half of last season when there were fa weren't fans and they were winning? Why didn't they lose then? Uh, it's just an excuse oh, at bollocks. this point. So four in a row, uh, lost uh, to Burnley, Brighton, City, Everton. Big thing there is that they only scored one goal in those games and you would expect them to be beating Burnley, Brighton and, well, Everton, I mean, it's a Klopp, tough game. But... Klopp post-game um, after the Everton game was sort of talking... You saying, look, we, we made so many good chances and we had a lot of opportunities where we were even not alone in the box. And he said, oh, we just didn't finish well. Yeah, it's true. That is a little bit true. Every time I've seen him create chances in all these games. They're not finishing like they were. Mm. Um, so from his perspective, he'll, he'll be happy as a manager, even though they're losing, because it's not like they're losing 2-0 and they're not getting a sniff. They've had the a chances lot, are there. They've had a load of chances. And, and, and like I was watching Firmino and it's just like, it's just not quite, I know we talked about this, but it's just not quite landing, is it? It's about time. I, yeah, because exactly. because there, were, there were times over the last two years 
where everything went right. For everything them. everything for fell them. their way. And that's the game. No injuries. Yeah. Everything landed for them. I, you know what? Everton credit. Uh, that first goal was brilliant. Rodriguez, lovely through ball. Again, Unbelievable ball. Great ball. Sloppy from Liverpool, though. Richarlison? Richarlison, nice yeah. finish as well early in the game. So that set them off on the right foot. I thought Everton were really good. And we'll just talk about this penalty briefly. Um, so the ball goes through. Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, ends up sliding, sort of missing, goes round the keeper. Was it Richardson that goes round? It was no, uh, Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin goes round the keeper, and Trent Alexander just like intentionally just trips him up. Like, like, why is he sent off for like that? Kicks his leg up at it. So it's, it gives the penalty anyway. So Goethen, who Go I thought ball. scuffed the penalty, but he put Six it away really nicely. Six yeah, season, yeah. yeah. Um, and he wasn't sent off. Why wasn't he sent off for that, Tom? It looked like a dead ringer for a red. Like, I don't know. Through on goal, your last man, and you don't give a red card for that. I don't know. I can't, I can't explain. Wasn't really talked about that much either. I get confused with this stuff sometimes because it seems the rules are always there's mm. always a weird angle on it. Like they, they used to have that triple threat, didn't they? Where it was a red card, penalty, and and whatever else. Right. I don't know. I, really, I don't know. <laughs> who knows? I, I'm not even getting a bollocks here. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know why he wasn't sent off. Yeah. I, who knows? I, and maybe it was because it was well. There's still eight minutes left in the game, so right. it's like that. You know, what if Liverpool go back, what if he misses the pen and then Alexander Arnold goes under and sets yeah. one up and it's 1 1? Like, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I thought it was a definite red. If anyone can explain why that wasn't a red card, get in touch with the show or call in. Yeah. Just email hello at a healthy obsession. That's my, that's my job. I'm Sorry, to say that. You're the email guy. Do you check the emails? <laughs> Don't think anyone does. <laughs> just kidding. Is that a real email address? No, just saying. It Grace, sounds good. Grace checks the email. Grace checks the email. Shout out, Grace. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, anything else? Wait, what's next for Liverpool, real quick? Uh, are they are they Spurs they, where they're just stumbling they, and and Henderson by the way went off injured hamstring how serious that is is going to be a big uh, kick in the bollocks for Liverpool yeah I uh, what, what what happens next for Liverpool mm. uh, they've got to start grinding out results yeah really I mean I, I don't even know they, they, who do they play next I don't even know uh, Sheffield United away so they've got to pick up points there haven't they. Yeah, you'd think so. Although Sheffield and I won at Old Trafford two weeks ago. And then they play Chelsea at home. So Doesn't get any better after that. And, well, and they've got Leipzig in there somewhere as well. Yeah, but I think that's, that's done and dusted. They cruised that this week. What an odd performance. Leipzig, if you recall, United really struggled against them. And yeah. I thought, and you said it as well, Leipzig would probably give them a full yeah. game and they were kind of toothless. Yeah. yeah. It was a little disappointing. All right, next on to uh, Arsenal Man City. Uh, I didn't catch this one myself, caught the highlights. Uh, Raheem Sterling with a beautiful header after about one minute and 20 seconds. You've got to be fuming. If you're, if you're Arteta, how is Raheem Sterling scoring a header from open play? And he, he, I mean, he's just on the edge of a six-yard box. You know what? Rob Holden was just massively to blame. He was like, mate, you're a centre-back. You should be. There was two centre-backs there, and he's like, one of you's got to deal with this. Holden was closest. You've how got to deal Rob with Holding, in my opinion? I don't rate him. No. How's he a Premier League centre-back? I'm not sure how that happened. It's mad. Yeah, yeah. But it I, goes below the radar. Nobody like I've never seen him have a good game. I just don't rate him. No. And he looks very old. He does. Yeah. He seems like he should be a 35-year-old centre back for yes. Sheffield United. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But he's not. He's playing yes. for Arsenal. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, yeah, good header from Sterling. You know what's very impressive about him, Tom? Is his movement off the ball. He's very, very hard to pick up. And I think that's why he scores so many goals because his record over the last three seasons is outstanding for a midfielder. He's not a midfielder. <laughs> I'll throw that one in. We, this was going on before the show, by the way, everyone. So I, I, I'm not saying that... You think Raheem Sterling's a midfielder? No, I'm saying that there's a hybrid. He's not a forward. He's not a midfielder. He's an, like, he's an attacking he's not, midfielder. He's an attacking midfielder. I'll give, I'll, I'll give in and say he's a... He's not a striker, is he? He's, he's a winger. Oh, okay, so which isn't, like, a which isn't a midfielder anymore? <laughs> or a because forward. the modern, the modern That's formation, what I was trying to say. the modern style of play. No. midfielders are your set three central midfielders, right? You've got your your six, eight, and your ten, right? Your, your defensive midfielder, your box to box midfielder, your attacking midfielder, or whatever yeah. way you want to shuffle that pack, right? Now, well, that, Sterling does not. Would you play him in any of those three positions? No, would but, you fuck? But that's what I was trying to say. He's not a midfielder. You were saying he was a forward. He is a forward. Show. No, a striker. He's an attacking midfielder. He's a striker. He's an attacking midfielder. Where's he playing a four-four-two? Would you play him on the right wing? Would you play him on top? Play him on the wing. You play him on the wing in a four-four-two. Yes, definitely. What's he? He's going to do his defensive duties and tucking and get behind the ball. No, but he wouldn't need to. What do you mean wouldn't need? Because City never lose the ball. That's the formation because <laughs> they don't play a bloody four-four-two. That's why. Well, you just argued your own point. No, they never play four-four-two. Which means he's not. He would never be midfielder for anyone. Raheem Sterling, Ever. come on. Raheem, Raheem Sterling's not midfield. 
He's a blue striker. I'm not saying he's a midfielder. I'm saying he's an attacking midfielder. A winger, fine. He's a winger. He's not a striker. <laughs> he's a striker. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, anyway yeah. I think he's a very underrated player and he's great off the ball. Yes. Was my uh, he's fantastic. He's a, yeah. he's, he's a joy to watch. He's, he's so quick. His movement is very intelligent. Um, and he does score a lot te- of goals. Technically, he does score goals. Does mm. score goals. Technically, on the ball, I mean, he's so tricky and, and nippy and yeah. just one of those players that uh, it would be a nightmare to play against. So, we stopped talking about City now because they've won the league pretty much. 10 points clear with not even like a sight of them losing a the game. They're not even conceding goals. It's like 10, I think 11 on the bounce now if they won. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. It's like, it's like 18 wins. Oh, I'm saying wins. They've won like 11 on their own. Oh, that's crazy. But that's title form. Like no one's catching them. In this, especially this season. That's especially tough. this when, season. When there's not many teams that can no. put together three or four wins in a row. So City are champions anyway. Arsenal are 10th, joint 10th with Tottenham, I think. Arsenal play Leicester next. Oof. Which, that's at Leicester, so I can't see them get anything there. That's not the game you want. No, I, I don't see them get anything there. Then they've got to go away to Burnley, which will be an ugly game yeah. for them. They hate going to Burnley. And then I believe they play Spurs. Yeah. So, so that could be for a battle Arsenal, for ninth and 10th. For Arsenal, it could be really ugly. Top of the table battle between... Uh, you know, the Middle two, of the table battle. No, but I mean to get in the top half of the table. <laughs> God, you love this. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Next, Villa and Leicester uh, was a very good game, as kind of you would expect it to be. We've got a bit, little bit of a love fest for uh, those that little... Leicester kind of trio, isn't it? It's uh, Vardy, Madison, Barnes. Harvey Barnes, Mate, and T- Tillemans as well. Tillemans as well. They can't be stopped. I do like them. They can't be stopped at the moment. And, you know, I, I think this needs a mention because it's very interesting that if anyone noticed that Jack Grealish didn't play in the game, he's out, injured. Uh, so they missed him, obviously, Villa. Any team would miss a player. Oh, he's their talisman. They're, they're going to miss him. But what, what was really interesting is Leicester found out, people found out that he was missing due to Aston Villa players dropping him from their fantasy football teams. So Leicester have got like tactical advantage from Aston Villa players pulling Jack Grealish the day before the game. I've, I've just got a really funny vision of uh, like, like the, the third assistant walking into, the, into Brendan Rodgers' office and being like, Grealish ain't playing. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's not playing. Change the, change the strategy. Why? Uh, they've dropped him from the fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> And then Rogers going into his own fantasy team and dropping Grealish. McGinn's dropped him from his <laughs> fantasy team. Yeah, dropping him. Oh, shit, I've captained him. <laughs> like, who's keeping an eye on that? Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, Aston Villa have subsequently banned their team from playing fantasy football. Do you agree with that, Tom? Would you do that as a coach? I think it's hilarious. I think it's sad that you have to even consider that. <laughs> like, imagine that. Imagine that team meeting. Fucking hell, lads. Like, can't, a couple of you just left him in the squad. So we don't know. <laughs> like, nope. So anyway, Leicester took full advantage of that. They were exceptional. 2-0 up in the first half, two really take, well-taken goals. Madison and uh, Harvey Barnes it, on the score sheet. Here's again. a question. Mm. Obviously, at that level, the opponent, the, the lineup, and who's playing for your opponent really is a, you know, it's definitely a factor in the game. Right? Yeah, it is. What's your philosophy on that? Would you want Man United to completely change their way they're playing because Jack Grealish isn't playing for Villa? You know, or, 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 or are you of the belief that we play our way and we're going to impose our game on you regardless of what you do? There's obviously factors involved, set pieces and things like who's marking who. There is a slight change in the way you play depending on the opposition, right? But like, what's your thought on it? Because I think there's a balance between the two for me. Yeah, I think what you just said there, I think one, obviously it depends on the player, yeah. right? Because, for example, I remember a really specific example of this from about 05 or 06 maybe. And uh, Park was playing, Sanjeev Park was playing for United and we played AC Milan. Perlo was in the midfield. Obviously, Perlo, peak Perlo. And Ferguson gave Park orders before the game to man-mark him. I'd never seen United do that before. And he literally followed him around the park and Perlo didn't have a sniff. And Perlo was sulking after saying it's anti-football. But United won the game and it looks like a masterstroke from Ferguson. So I think it just depends if it really is that special and unique of a player. But you also have to believe in your own philosophy as well. But, I mean, you just said it there. Maybe you tweak one or two things. You you don't have to switch your entire system, but like maybe you change one or two things. It is funny, though. It is funny. It's hilarious. But Jack Reels is a special player and it obviously like everything for Villa, nearly everything goes through. Him. So yeah, you've got to make sure you take advantage of him not being on the pitch. But Leicester, Leicester are a force. Those three going forward right now, they look untouchable. Everything they're touching is like uh, creating opportunities. It's fast. It's really hard to defend against. Right. So yeah, good, good stuff from Leicester. So let's fire through these next couple real quick. Uh, Chelsea Southampton was 1-1. Uh, Hudson-Odoi substituted after... 
Uh, only on being on the pitch for 15 minutes. That is rotten. So we brought him on <laughs> and then subbed him back off. 15 minutes later. Because of body language. Tuchel said it was body language. It's a tough one because that can, that can win you or lose your locker room mm. very quickly. Um, and I'm not sure Tuchel... I mean, that, that's a really interesting one to see because... He's obviously trying to make a statement, right? He's trying mm. to set a standard, and he's saying that's below his standard. Yep. Um, they're unbeaten so far. So is that really what you need to do when you're on a road to success? Uh, just, he might be looking further down the road because, you know I mean? It just says that like he doesn't fancy him. Right? I, I don't know, because Mourinho did it with Spurs. Mm. Um, he did it with Eric Dyer, where he took off Eric Dyer after like 30 minutes against someone. And we actually came back and Is won it the just game. that you see something that's not working? I don't know. I think the Eric Dyer one was tactical, but it, mm. Tuchel kind of doubled down on it after the yeah. game. So his body language was bad. Yeah, and like he didn't, he didn't like say oh, it was tactical, like, you know, we, were, we weren't performing well, I needed to shuffle things around. He, yeah. he doubled down and said, like, it, it was Hudson and Doy's performance <laughs> yeah. that got him off the pitch, which I just, I think is very risky. Yeah, I think at that point, it's uh, that that could go one or two ways. It's either going to inspire everyone to say, shit, there's a standard here that I have to play to, which that's great. If that pulls off, brilliant. But it could also, I mean, you're dealing with guys that there's a lot of egos, there's friendships in the room. People are saying, fuck this guy. Like, yeah, it's tough. It's and, tough and it depends. I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't see it. How bad was his performance? You know, that's that's the question. Yeah, I didn't see it. Did, did Chelsea or... fans agree with it? I don't know. You know. I, I think, yeah, there's so many different moving pieces in there as well. But yeah, so Chelsea still unbeaten under their new gaffer, but uh, Southampton, they probably should have picked up a W deck. Southampton have been terrible. So, yeah. But Chelsea, uh, Chelsea's still cruising. Yeah, but I think that the test is to come for them because I think it's easy to say they've been great. But I mean, they've not played anyone that they've special. They've got, they've got United next, I think. They've played Wolves, 0-0. They've beaten Burnley. They beat Spurs, 1-0. They beat Sheffield United. They beat Barnsley. They've beaten Newcastle and they've drawn with Southampton. They've not had big tests. And who's, who's next? They've got Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. Massive test. Right. Then they play Man United. Then they play Liverpool. Then they play Everton. Oof. Then they play Leeds. Then they play Atletico Madrid again. Yeah, so we're going to find out how good Thomas yeah. Tuchel's is yeah, he's gonna very get, soon. He's going to get found out. This right. is the patch. So, so yeah, so a big test for him. So let's uh, touch on United, Manchester United real quick. Newcastle, 3-1 win for Manchester United. Newcastle are falling slowly into the shit zone of the league. They're three points above Fulham. And if you ask me to put my money on who's staying up and who's going down, Fulham are up and Newcastle are down for me. Newcastle weren't bad either against United. We don't have to go into the game too much. Yeah. But Newcastle weren't terrible, especially in the first half. It was one each half time. And they were, Newcastle were decent. They were, they were, I wouldn't say unlucky, but I thought they probably deserved a bit more up until a certain point where United just took control. Daniel James was good. But Newcastle, yeah. Newcastle weren't bad, but momentum is an absolute like killer yeah. or it can work so well for you. Like Fulham are picking up points now. It's, Newcastle sliding down real quickly. It's a scary situation. I like Newcastle as a club. I, mm. love, I love the fans they have. I love the city. I think it's a great, a great club. Um, and, and it scares me a little bit because I think there's a lot of uh, discontent with the ownership of the club, obviously with uh, Mike Ashley. The fans don't like him. Right. They don't like Steve Bruce at the moment. I think he's just kind of happy to go down with a ship. Yeah. Um, a club that obviously they did go down to the championship a couple of years ago and, and came back up. I think it would be really ugly for them to go down again. And I think they're lucky that they haven't got fans in the stadium because that place can be electric when the team's yeah. playing well. But on the flip side, if they're not playing well, that can be a really tough place to be playing in front of your home fans. Big fall off from them. Because I mean, not so long ago, they were pretty consistently a European football team. Like, they were playing in the Europa League a couple of seasons in the Champions League. So it's, that, it's not that long ago. It's a big fall. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's say uh, half time and we'll be back in just a minute. Will you stop messing about and can we please get on with it? Yeah, let's do it. You've been spending I'm way back. too long, way too long trying to pick players for a game with no name. It shouldn't take that long. All right. You need to read through like player lists more often or more frequently. That's what people that have no life do. Or start trading uh, sports cards with me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. The old Merlin Premier League yeah, stickers. That's how you get to know loads of players' names. All right. All right, second half, ladies and gents. Here we go. So a bit of a uh, world football <laughs> roundup for you. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Second half. Cockney geezer. All right. Uh, so there's only one place to uh, get into the mishaps of world football. Cruisers all. 
this is absolutely sensational. Did you see this? Uh, I did when you sent it to me. I sent it to you. So yeah. anyone that didn't see this, Google search or YouTube, uh, Cruisers All and the referee. referee. The referee. And you will watch an excellent video where the ball's coming through, the striker gets through. You think, oh, he goes around the keeper and it's an open net. You think, oh, great, goal. Hits the post yeah. and then open net, first of all. Yeah, stupid. It gets worse. The ball rolls back to a player and he hits his shot and an open net again and the referee is in the way. Hits the ref, goes out for a goal uh, kick. Goal kick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, in, the words, oh, so bad. In, in the words of the Del Boy, if we're sticking with our cockney, <laughs> referee, you polonka. Mate, he's had a nightmare. Like, it, it, how infuriated would that be as a player? I just don't know why the ref was running diagonally across the player who's about to hit it. Why was he? In, a big part of refereeing is like positioning. Like you should always position up relation to the ball. What, I've never seen a, a referee in. He was like why he was was in a six yard box. Why was he ahead of play? Why you should never be ahead of the ball? Come back a bit. Man. He was he was sprinting for some reason. Like a bit of a. Like he got a bit excited. It's a bit suspect. Yeah, I tell you this. Imagine I don't know the context of it. I don't know if that's going to cut. If, if Cruisers have won or lost the game, do you know? it doesn't matter. Yeah. Imagine they like lose the league yeah. on goal difference. Yeah, just that one goal cost them. Oof. So anyway, go and watch that if you didn't see it already. Also yeah. go and watch Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Has had a bit of a moment in his most recent interview. And it seems like a lot of people do this when they go and play in a foreign country. Because he's not the first to talk in an interview with an accent, not speaking the language of the country that he's in, but in so just an accent. Speaking in speaks so he's doing an interview in English, but with a German accent. With a German accent. <laughs> Who are some other people you can think of that have done that? Uh, well, obviously, everyone knows Joey Barton. Joe, and Joey Barton was the one that I saw that tweeted about it. Very funny. And it was funny because he just said, oh, we've all been there, mate. It was very <laughs> funny. Joey Barton was funny when he was like, uh, was, uh, we uh, played very well today. Have you have you seen, uh, uh, he took a new job today? Who? Bristol Rovers. Joey Barton? Yeah, ready? Brilliant. I think we Listen. showed the fans in the last two games that um, we're still fighting and it's not over sure. to the end. And, you know, um, yeah, we just keep working on the pitch week in, week out. And, you know, that, that no was, way! That was Jaden Sancho. Where's Jaden Sancho from? From Manchester? Yeah, so he's very English. He's from England. That was a, an Englishman speaking. He just sounds like a German man speaking English. Yeah, that's funny. That, I, I thought that was a How do you... Why is that... I don't know how that happens. Steve McLaren. Steve McLaren did it in Holland. In Dutch, yeah. <laughs> I'm Steve. <laughs> Hello. Hello, I'm Steve. Hello, we played very well today. Yeah, so that was funny. Um... <laughs> I thought there was some good uh, Twitter banter there. <laughs> Andros Townsend plays for Crystal Palace and former owner of the club, Simon Jordan, uh, has said <laughs> on uh, Twitter this week, Andros would have liked me at Crystal Palace. I would have increased his non-playing sub bonus. So basically a player gets, you know, like a bonus if you don't play. And uh, Andros Townsend responded, you probably would have, which is why you ran the club into near extinction. <laughs> The problem with Simon Jordan is, uh, for people who don't know who he is, he's now a talk sport um, um, uh, uh, pundit, uh, pundit, radio host, whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to say. And he's very outspoken. He and speaks his mind. He's always been that way. He was like that at Palace. Yeah, he, talk, he talks a, did a lot of talking. Yeah. Um, so I mainly, kind of, mainly bollocks. Yeah, I, I kind of appreciate uh, Andros Towns on having a slap back in mm. him. So, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, good, good for him. What else has been going on in the world of footy? Uh, a manager in Sweden took a throw in. Which was really funny. I saw this at Google when you sent it to me. Ball, Very went, funny. ball went out and nonchalantly managers like stand around the sideline, picks it up. And I mean, this is in a pretty high level game. You're in a big stadium. There's no one there, obviously, because of COVID. But he, like, the player's running to take the throw in. So the manager just sort of throws it to the centre back and they just carry on playing. <laughs> like, nobody bats an eyelid apart from the player who wanted to take the throw. He's just sort of like, wait, what? Like, and they're after them. Just carry on playing. That's interesting. What I'm division was this? I didn't see what division I have no idea what division was. It must have been lower league. It, well, no, it looked like, to me, it was a stadium that I'd expect to be in the top two divisions in Sweden. I saw a good highlight from uh, Guatemalan football yeah. this week. Um, someone, the players were having a bit of a, you know, scuffle. Yeah. And someone threw an orange peel onto the pitch. It didn't hit anyone. Right. One of the players walks over to it, picks up the orange peel, puts it to his face and falls on the floor. Sure. And pretended to the ref that someone threw it. It was savage. <laughs> that was absolutely scandalous. Just brilliant. Absolute shithousery. Imagine how, like, that is... How do you justify that afterwards? Like, it's just funny, isn't it? It's very funny. It's just funny. It's, it's just the sort of thing that... It's the sort of content that I want from football. 100%. I want less shit, and I want more, like, absolutely ridiculous stuff like that. Right. 
Right, what else have you got? Uh, Doncaster Rovers. This is a nice one. Yeah, tell, tell us uh, what's happening in Doncaster. So a Doncaster player, um, he's been there, I think, 17 years has been playing at Doncaster. And he's having a bit of a... I think he's coming to the end of his career. He's 40 years old now. I think he's just turned 40. I'm trying mm. to think of the player's name real quick. Let's have a look. Probably be prepared for that, really, shouldn't I? Um, his name... Uh-oh, that's not it. Do you understand the meaning of preparation for, you know, one of the most successful soccer podcasts in the country? Mm, this think... is how we get from 17 to 15. I don't, and from 15 I, to 10. I don't like fake. I like truth. So, anyway. What is the truth? His name is James Coppinger. That's a nice name. Anyway, so he's, he's been there for like 17 years, um, and they've actually designed, him and his kids designed a kit for Doncaster this season. Is it any good? Uh, it's gold, which is interesting, because Doncaster's typically kind of that red and red, white yeah. hoop street, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so he's designed this kit. Um, it's all right. It's got like a sash going across it, which I'm not a big fan of a like sash. That. No, me either. If I'm designing a kit, I'm not designing it with a sash. Yeah, I don't want a sash on it. But um, yeah, he's come on with 10 minutes to go and taking a free kick in like the hundred and something minute and he's bagged it in the top corner. So it was like a kind of special moment for him. That, so that, that is really cool. nice though. Yeah, it's class. And it's nice of Doncaster to do that as well. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Just like, imagine being with a club for 17 years. I can't remember. It doesn't happen in modern football. Yeah, there, there, was, a, there was a player. Uh, no, no, not a player. Who was the guy that used to be at Crew for like 30 years, the manager, Dario Gravi. He managed Crew for like 30 yeah, years. True. Now, at that point, I guess is it like Eddie Howard has left Bournemouth now, right? But is it like, are you just unambitious or are you... Ooh, that's, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? Unambitious? I, I, yeah, I mean, maybe... Or, or, or are you overly ambitious with the one club? Like, speak I, speak Harry Kane Tottenham. You know, he's Ed, never leaving. Eddie Howe went to Burnley, didn't he? And it lasted for like a month and he went back to Bournemouth. I don't remember that. No, I don't remember. It was like seven, eight years ago. Really? Yeah, because when, when Bournemouth, when he was first on the come up, and Burnley hired him and he said, like, look, it just didn't suit lifestyle and family and all that kind of stuff. And right. he backed out. So, yeah, I mean, uh, people just, well, it's like saying Sir Alex Ferguson is unambitious then because <laughs> he stayed at United. Where was he supposed to go yeah. from there? Like? Yeah. Lionel Messi is unambitious because <laughs> he doesn't want to leave Barcelona or hasn't left Barcelona. And by the way, Ronaldo scored another brace today. Like, he's just ridiculous. A madness. You really read the statistic. In order for uh, Haaland... To equal his goal-scoring record, he would have to score 44 goals a season from now till he's 35 to overtake Ronaldo. That's fucking crazy. Never going to happen. Crazy. But Mbappe, same thing. Mbappe was like 38 and uh, Haaland was like 35. Insane. And let's go, sorry, 44 and 38. Oh, it's ridiculous. Never going to happen. Ronaldo's yeah. just a, an absolute monster. He's a And he's not monster. slowing down. He's a cookie goal monster. Imagine being that good at football. God. Imagine being that good at anything. Fair. fair. Yeah, right. Except for podcasting. Except for podcasting. We're, be we're better than Cristiano Ronaldo at podcasting. I bet you that. I bet you'd, have, I bet you'd be boring on a yeah. podcast. And running a sports organization. Aye. You might be good at that. Definitely be good at coaching kids. Probably. I think, I don't know. I think Ronaldo might be all right at coaching. Aye. Is it time to move into uh, this week's game? Don't know. Do, oh, the game we know now. We know we do hot topic first of all. No, we no, don't. We don't. Do the game first. All right. Jesus Christ. Start again. Time for this week's. I just want to apologise if you're new to this show. It's not usually this shit. It's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been a busy Monday. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit all over the place. Yeah, but all right. So okay, it's time go. for the, this week's game. With? No. Name. If you haven't been here before, we read off initials of players. Did you say read or weed? Weed off. We weed off. We weed off. <laughs> Uh, we, we read off <laughs> initials and the country, or if we're doing international, or the club that the player with the initials plays for. Correct. You've got 10 seconds to guess it right. And this week we are doing South American footballers. It's South American edition. They've played in the Premier League, right? Have all yours played in the Premier League? Or have you just got... Oh, you've... See, no, it's all right. It's all right. I'll still get them. I made... I've been making mine really easy for you. Actually, no. All of mine but one have played in the Premier okay, League. Okay, good. And you, you should get the one. Okay. Yeah. So if you get it right, you will hear a nice rousing round of applause. Did you, you get it wrong? If you get it wrong, you might be at home getting aroused. If it's wrong, you're getting a ooh in your ears. Tom gets a lot of them. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go first or second? <laughs> I'm going to go first this week. You, you give me. All right. Are you ready? No. Start your engines. Go. G H. Argentina. 
Gabriel Einser. Easy. Thomas Nice, 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 nice. Oh, I'll go with you. One, One of your favourites. Mm. It's a triple letter oh. to kick it off. Oh, no. JPA Aston Villa. JPA Aston Villa. Five. Three. Two. No, I don't know. One. I've got you in a triple letter! Hate a triple letter. Juan Pablo Angel. Oh, the good. Colombian. Good Great one. striker. Yeah, good yeah. one. I wish I'd gone harder now. That was a good one. Ugh. Yeah, that's all right. That was a good one. That was a good all right. one. All right. SR Venezuela. SR. Ooh. Don't know. I've got no idea. Is that, is that like a club he played for? Or? Uh, uh, yeah, he was in the Premier League at West Brom. Mm. You don't get clues anyway. Solomon Rondon. Oh, I wouldn't have <laughs> that one. That was a hard one. Oof. I thought you would have got that. Venezuela, there's not many mm. Venezuelan players about. Fair point. All right, All right. so 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Mm. Okay, you ready? You should get this one. See, so I'm going to give you the country, I'm going to give you the... It's not 1-1, one, it's 1-0. One, no, I haven't got one right yet. I was 1-0, yeah. I got the first one right. You were... Uh, I told you the club on the last one, not the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Boo! that narrowed it down. That it Boo, down. I get half a point Whoa. for that. No, wait, all right. Okay. I would have preferred the country. I think the club helps you more on these, I so I'm going to give you this one. This all right. One. FA, Colombia. Bastino Aspria. Yeah. Very good. I think you'd have got it just as quick if I said Newcastle. Uh, have you, yeah, it would have been easier with Newcastle. Have you gone all Colombia? <laughs> I've gone two Colombia. Yeah, yeah. Colombia I did want to keep going Colombia as well. The third one, I wanted to go Colombia, but I didn't. All right, all right. ready? Yep. MS Chile. Sanchez, Suarez, Silva. Look, come on. Who? Marcelo Salas. Oh, Marcelo, what a striker. Oh, Unbelievable yeah. striker. I, I was dead sorry. Oh, Marcelo Salas. That. Excellent striker. Yes. Very good. Was he left footed, Marcelo Salas? No, right back. Was he? Zamorano, I think, was left footed. Uh, those two Strike are fun, deadly, man. Yeah. Oh, well played. Good. Yeah. Hey, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I, was, right. I was sure you'd get that. So one apiece. One each. Ready? Mm. Oh, easy. Um, NS Peru. Nobo Solano. Very good. Nobby. My mate Nobby. I've got two Newcastle players as well, then. All right, ready? Ready. CV Colombia. Carlos Valderrama. Yeah, good one. I was going to say, you don't get that. What's the final score? 2-2. 2-2 now, isn't it? Yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. We're not done. Oh, you've got, my last one if you've I got get one to win. go. Yeah. I get this one. Yeah, but I'm disputing the one you've just got. So <laughs> I want I want the half, half point for the first one, you bollocks. Listen, so we've had to just cut out because Adam, I had Nobby Solano and he also had Nobby Solano. <laughs> so no wonder he got it right because it's fucking written in front of him. <laughs> That's not my He's point. like, NS. Oh, yeah, yeah Nobby Solano, I think. <laughs> Okay. You already got it. Right, so I don't on. really think you deserve that point, but it's fine. We'll move on. Well, Are right, you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. To win it? Yes. Jesus. Uh, PZ Argentina. Zanetti. Nope. Three, two, one. Oof. Pablo Zabaleta. Zabaleta. Ah! Oh, good one. So we're drawn. Drawn again. Nice. Yeah. Stalemate. Stalemate. No points. It's all right. I'm still cruising in the lead. All right. So let's uh, gracefully drift into this week's. And what is this week's topic? Um, so there's been a bit of debate in our healthy obsession WhatsApp. So a couple of the lads have been chirping back and forth and uh, sharing their. Would you say it's been healthy debate or? Well, it's always healthy debate. What would it, what, what would unhealthy debate look like? Calling names. There's been no abuse. Like you're a wanker, right? No. Your opinion means nothing to me. It's not been said yet. <laughs> yet. Okay. All right. Yeah, there was some debate about um, playing of youth players, you know, particularly with Manchester United and Solskjaer. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking a little bit. Um, everyone sort of, I find it a strange one that people always latch on to. Like, oh, well, so-and-so is not developing youth or he doesn't develop youth. Like, does it matter if a manager at Premier League level, is his job to develop youth or is it to win football games? And if he can do it with youth, that's a bonus, in my opinion. Yeah. Why, why should why should Jose Mourinho, or Jose, I should say, Jose, Jose, mm. why should he have to develop youth? Why should he be worried about it? Does it matter to him if he's winning games, right? Now, I think it, it's like a bit old fashioned, isn't it? Sorry, go on. Like, like the Solskjaer thing. Mm. He's second in the league. Does it matter if he is developing youth or not? 
Well, there's a big kickoff in the WhatsApp chat about yeah. uh, United brought on um, 17 year old. Yeah, 17 year old, two minutes ago. And it's like, oh, great, United are blooding another mm. youngster. I think if you like like to do it, like Ajax, Barcelona, it's like in Manchester United they have this philosophy and system. It just doesn't work for everyone, especially in modern football where you don't really have time to blood young players. You need to fucking win. So you might not get the luxury of being able to say, hey, you know what, mate, take your time and grow into it. 100%. That, that's my thing. It's like it comes down to the club philosophy, right? Like, mm-hmm. Are we a club that has to develop talent to right. sell in order to sustain ourselves as a club financially? I think at the Premier League level, yeah, you have selling clubs, right? I don't think it's, uh, for me, it's a strange one. That debate doesn't hold weight with me. At that level, it's about winning. If a young player can help you win, Wayne Rooney at 16 can help Everton win games. He's in the team. But I'm not putting him in there to give him experience and help him grow. I don't think there are many players who get given that opportunity as a, like, oh, I think it'll be a good learning experience for you. No, you're in the team because you're bloody good enough to be. Because you're good enough. 100%. And that's the way it should be. It should be on merit. And I think for the most part, it is. But what I think is overlooked by, especially the, the chat we were having the other day, it's easy to overlook the fact that it's a business model. Yeah. Chelsea have like farmed out like 40 players a season on loan yeah. and eventually they'll sell 10 of them and yeah. they'll get a few million for those players who they paid nothing for, yeah. right? And they've developed and they've had the money invested in the development, but it's also a business model. Look, yeah, like people overlooked it for years when Ferguson was in charge. United made millions selling off ones and twos of players for 6 million because they also had the pedigree behind him. It's like, oh yeah, he's been at Manchester United, he's been trained by Man United, so therefore you're paying a premium on the sale. So I think it's it's just people, uh, they romanticize the idea because of things like uh, the Busby Babes and United is the example I use, but like- Class of 92. Class of 92, yeah, Liverpool having a a Gerrard and Carragher and like, I think there's a, it's romanticised a little bit, but I also don't think it's really in sync with the way the modern game and the way modern teams are being ran. I just, I just have a strange... Uh, I think it's so funny because people only ever throw that out when a manager's not succeeding. Yeah. You know, if uh, Klopp, if Klopp for the last few years didn't play a ton of youth, really, from what I recall, now he is because he has to because of the injuries, right? Yeah. But when they were flying, he wasn't throwing 18, 19, 20-year-olds into the starting lineup, was people, he? People used to throw it at Jose a lot. Chelsea, I remember specifically, it was always like, oh, well, listen, you've got all these prospects coming through and none of them are in the squad. And it's like, well, I don't know, still winning trophies. So, so like, yeah. What do you want? I think it's a crutch to be leaned on when things are I'm not going well. I think it's funny that fans jump on that. So it's like, it's almost like the uh, extra dagger you can stab in. Like, mm. it's, it's just, it's funny because when, when the chips are down, everyone just tears everything apart. Like, Mourinho's getting t- torn apart at Spurs. Klopp all of a sudden, there's Liverpool fans that are all over him. Mm. And it, football fans were very fickle. We, we, we forget very quickly. It's a, a relentless business. It is you, really like, you're just under so much, it's just anything. The minute you're not winning, it's like, oh, well, it's the board, it's the manager, it's the players, it's because the youth fault. policy. Yeah. It's always something, it's like, no, just understand that like, football is not an exact science. It's a game and there's always a winner and there's always a loser. Unless you pack Guardiola. Yeah. Or you're us and we draw all yeah, the time. Yeah. It's an exact science. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's always a winner and a loser. There is. So, so like, get used to it. All right. Come on in with your final thought. I haven't got one. No? Nothing? No, not this week. Got anything you'd like to add? It was a short second half today. Oh, but I thought we were out on time, so I kind of just thought we'd move quick. No, that's all right. Oh, okay. I think people probably at some point just like quite happy Tune. the show ends early. Tune okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprise! Well, yeah, thank God that's over. Yeah, yeah so you've made it. Short one today, no final thought from Tommy. Uh, nothing, just life advice. Being cryogenically frozen, living forever. We talked about that already. Um, are you buying any digital... Um, coins? No, no. Well, not digital oh. coins, but uh, you know, trading cards digitally. No, I've, I've, I've only just had my eyes open to the world of investing. <laughs> so like, I'm, uh, I'm slowly getting involved in it. Uh, no, no, nothing crazy this week. I'm uh, just excited for, we've got seasons coming up and stuff's moving, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, so, and NBA tops are the ones. If, if the Premier League do that, if you've not checked this out, search NBA right. tops. It is, all right, here's the thought then. So like with that stuff, do you, do you really think people... Is it really worth investing in buying like football memorabilia? I was, I was actually going through a cupboard yesterday. Here we go, we've got a thought. So uh, I was going through my cupboards yesterday and doing a bit of cleaning out Sunday, right. kind of getting the house in order. Yeah. And I was going through my office cupboard and I've got loads of like old Spurs shirts, mm-hmm. um, Spurs scarves. I'm like, what do you think about the whole memorabilia thing? Do you think it's like really, because some of the memorabilia now, like, I, I wouldn't buy, like, I'm not a big fan of that stuff anymore. 
That's Do you think it's worth people doing that stuff? Yeah, it's a hobby for a lot of people. It's interesting that now it's turning into a bit more of a business because people are actually day trading, especially ba uh, basketball and baseball cards, not so much with the Paninis on the soccer side of things just yet, but people are actually day trading, uh, like buying baseball cards and flipping them on eBay. Mm. That's happening. So there's a business part of it, but I think most people are – uh, like hobbyists they just want to collect and they like a certain player or a team and I think that there's that a lot of people collect football scarves from grounds they go to or jerseys like it's huge but I think that all of that ties into humans just being so nostalgic we love nostalgia we like to say oh, I love wearing this tracksuit these were cool in the 80s or you know True. like stuff like that so I think the jersey the jersey revolution of the last five years we had cool kits on the show and they talked about how they've blown up is yeah. because Everyone wants that cool, you know, Tottenham shirt from 84 or whatever it is, you know, and that's ties back big. to a memory, yeah. Yeah, okay. ties to a memory or or I've got one and it, they're not everywhere, so it's rare. And therefore it's like a bit of one-upmanship, uh, you know, like, oh, where's, where'd you get that shirt from? Oh, yeah, this, you can't really find can't them. This. They're on eBay yeah. and there's only like 10 of them about the place. Like so the price goes up, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's something in that, like having a football market, trade sort of market. Yeah. Then that would be cool, but it's huge in American sports. Like but basketball and baseball cards, some of the prices are outrageous. But if you haven't seen it, anyone just go and check it out. They're digitally trading the NBA of like ahead of the game. They're selling you NBA moments. You're buying and owning a highlight of like some great NBA moment. It's fucking insane. I don't get it. Yeah. Doesn't get, make sense. Get your head around it. All right, anyone, everyone, that's uh, the end of today's show. Anyway, we'll be back on Thursday. John Arnold's in the booth and spitting some fire about what's going on in the uh, North American and Central American regions of soccer. My man. Loads of, yeah, loads of interesting bits coming up on that. In the meantime, get with us at healthyobsession.soccer on the web. The email, Tommy. Well, hello at healthyobsession.soccer. Grace will be checking it. Get with us on the WhatsApp. Come and play some pickup with us. Thanks to everyone that bought our jerseys. Yeah. We're dropping a summer jersey. That's coming out. Summer jersey? No, it's all about May. What do you mean summer jersey? Is it like, like, seasonal? Well, I mean, it is it a lighter material? It's not some themed. It's just our summer. We'll oh, be okay. releasing it in the summer. There you go. It's not like, you know, some sort of like... Well, I think it'd be like flowery. It might. Cool. It just might. Ooh, imagine like a really cool Hawaiian themed football shirt. Share the show with your mates as well, if you like it. Just do me and Tom a favour and push us up to 15th best soccer podcast in the country. Yes. We're not desperate, but it would be nice of you to do that. Please. Because we're not, I'm not even charging you to listen to this. It's free for fuck's sake. Please. <laughs> all right, cheers for listening, everyone, and we'll see you all again soon. Cheers. See you.